0: I've heard about Lyme D- disease for years. I know that ticks spread this Lyme disease. I knew nothing beyond that until someone very close to me was diagnosed with Lyme disease this year. It was uh, four months of going in and out to testing and, and back and forth to find out exactly what was going on until we had a definitive diagnosis. We kind of think she's uh, lucky to have been diagnosed so quickly. However, that still could be uh, a late diagnosis, and that could mean that she'll be suffering with uh, difficulties from Lyme disease for years and years. Not sure on that yet. So uh, I was very interested to talk to Mike Mantha, who, of course, is uh, is one of the uh, members of Parliament. He is uh, going to be talking with Eric Hoskins, our Minister of Health today, about a federal action plan for Lyme disease, and he joins me on the show. Thanks for joining me, Mike. I appreciate it your time.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Kelly.
0: Listen, why, what is going on as far as Lyme disease is concerned right now as far as an Ontario strategy sits?
1: Well, that's what we're trying to develop. And unfortunately, three years ago, I had put in a motion on the floor, which was unanimously supported by all my colleagues here, which gave the will of the House to actually develop that strategy. And here we are three and a half years later, and we still have not uh, developed it. Why? Because everybody's been holding their breath with a federal framework to come out, Mm. The federal framework is going to be coming out, but it won't be coming out for any time soon because it doesn't involve any uh, patient experience or doctor's experience that is in this framework. They've cherry-picked out of it, and they're going to be bringing it forward, which is going to be very problematic because it's going to be a huge setback for all the Lyme warriors that are across this country.
0: I I want you to talk to us about Lyme disease and how uh, serious this is. This is uh, one of the fastest-spreading diseases in Canada, correct? Yes
1: it is and what it does is it it really affects lime is the great imitator uh, it, it mimics many other diseases, and nobody can be treated the same way. There are best practices, and that's why we need this, uh, this framework or this strategy, so that we can establish what those best strategies are and how can we best treat individuals. And also what we need to do is provide the avenue and the literacy and the education so that our doctors, our physicians, have better diagnostic tools in order to detect Lyme and also to treat it.
0: Yeah, I hear that one of the problems with Lyme disease is when you're testing for the antibody, Bodies and blood serum, what you, uh, there are are many, many false uh, negatives come back.
1: Well, absolutely, because we are only testing for certain streams. There are various streams and every region, every part of the globe has different streams that are there. This is why it's so important that we share our new science scientific ways and our findings that are available from France to Germany to the US, here in Canada, Belgium, and we are able to identify certain streams that we can treat that are best practices within your own country or within your own area.
0: How did you get interested in Lyme disease? <laughs>
1: A uh, woman from my wi- my writing uh, in northern Ontario had actually approached me to talk about her daughter. And uh, I couldn't believe what she was telling me, so I started doing my homework. Hence, me uh, coming across this uh, fabulous young lady as well here in the Mississauga area. Her name is Paige Spencer, who has been my right arm and uh, basically my, uh, my, my go-to person when it comes to uh, Lyme disease as far as how, what is she experiencing as a person in Ontario?
0: Tell us about the ways that Lyme disease has affected Paige. Well, it's, it's turned a
1: beautiful young uh, woman into someone who is now, most of the time, bedridden into a wheelchair, um, has taken away her entire life, has caused some undue financial hardship on her family, has tested the family relationship to its very, the cusp, of, of, of what a family uh, needs to be tested at and the frustration and the level of frustration that this young woman is going through, uh, but I have to say that she has made me so proud As far as she is not accepting no more to being just a name, she is putting herself out there to the public to learn from her own personal experiences.
0: She uh, went for, she's been living with Lyme for nearly 15 years and she has been, uh, she was undiagnosed for quite a while. Apparently, according to uh, Paige, you know, a lot of people. You said, you know, this is all in your head, and that's one of the most frustrating things I hear from Lyme sufferers is that people say, okay, well, you've got these symptoms, you're stressed out. It's all in your head. Don't worry about it. And we need early detection so that we can treat right away.
1: Absolutely, because... Again, I go back to Lyme disease is a great imitator, and it will imitate everything else. So by the time the doctors are finished with a vast variety of testing, you are now moved on from the acute to the chronic stage of Lyme. Once you're in a chronic stage of Lyme, it's a battery of medication, diets, physical activities, mental psychologists who are going to be treating you, it's a huge bombardment of treatment that is needed once it gets into the chronic stage. If only we had the chronic diagnosis that would be there so that physicians actually start from the beginning, recognize that, hey, wait a second, there's a test for Lyme. I should maybe test this patient. Right. And having the literacy and the training in order to actually follow through with it.
0: A lot of times you do go in and you'll say, can you test me for Lyme? And they're like, oh, well, I don't think you have Lyme. Well, so-
1: not only will they say, no, I don't think you are have Lyme. I think it's only in your head. Why don't you move on?
0: Yeah, that's tough. That is definitely tough. And with the the you know doctors getting in and out of their office as quick as possible because of funding, that's a problem. So what are you hoping for? Uh, from today's conversation with Eric Hoskins?
1: Well, we're going to be talking about our federal framework and what we want to see in that federal framework and what we can do as a province to influence it. We're going to be talking in regards to the IDSA versus the ILADS guidelines. The IDSA 2006 are outdated. We have new ILADS uh, Lyme treatment guidelines that are available so that doctors can start following it. We're also going to be talking about physician education, about tick-borne diseases. We're going to be talking about the testing of tick-borne diseases. We're going to be talking about the Lyme patients and their experience within our healthcare system, those are some of the things that we're going to be coming uh, across and at the end of our meeting, we're going to be doing the, li- the uh, Lyme Challenge.
0: There is, uh, You're going to do the Lyme Challenge. Nice. I did the Lyme Challenge today.
1: Absolutely. I, it's something when we uh, started these discussions with the Minister last year, I wanted him to, to be aware, not only just to listen, but experience what others are feeling and that's why I'm happy that Paige and some of the Lyme uh, Alliance, Lyme Ontario or our representatives are going to be there with me today, so that we put a face to the minister, so that he recognizes what actually Ontarians are feeling.
0: Just to give uh, people listening right now a bit of perspective, this this young woman you're talking about, Paige Spencer, Chris went online to you know reach out to her, and uh, via Facebook, we were hoping to get both of you on the show. Uh, she doesn't have a ton of energy because that's what Lyme does; it totally sucks you dry of all your energy. Uh, she tweeted out or put on her social media today: "It's a good day." I got out of bed. So good news is she's, she'll be joining you. And, you know, that that really says it all. This is it's a, such a de- debilitating disease. We can't let people that are young and active, uh, you know, fall victim to it.
1: No, and it, it affects everybody. It affects a, a four year old that's playing in the park. It affects a, a senior who is walking in the bush. It affects everyone. But, you know, Paige is you know the true true epitome of what a lime warrior is. It's a person that has not given up, that is putting herself out there, that is setting an example, that is showing individuals that, hey, you're not alone. I'm feeling what you're feeling. I feel your pain because I'm experiencing it, and I will not be silenced no more under our healthcare system.
0: Mike, I really appreciate your time today, and best of luck today with the minister.
1: Thank you very much. Anytime.
0: Cheers. Michael Manta is uh, NDP MPP for Algoma and Manitoulin. He'll be joining uh, Eric Hoskins along with Paige Spencer, who's suffers from Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, talking about a federal action plan, a real push to get doctors and uh, the awareness out there that this is a real thing and it's a big problem in Canada and Southern Ontario.